your mother it's time for another episode of birds with friends just some high flying ran fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eating pray like pazookies on birthdays it's philadelphia marissa bowen zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till zach runs off with his valet keys he's a real nuanced goose pull up a branch get loose it's time for some juice on some birds with friends the early bird gets the worm but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends marissa bowen zach are here to squawk don't miss the mistress talk on some i don't call it the off season i call it the non-playing season is that what you say when people you know normies ask you about what you do in the off season you say it's the not the off season it's the non-playing season i don't correct them but i'll call it the non-playing season okay i'll feel like there's the playing season the npo (laughs) yeah hello everybody and welcome to birds with friends on a wednesday evening 9 12 p.m day three of free agency bo wolf zach berman Marissa Dunn here to unpack another newsy day. Two major pieces of news for the Eagles. A bad day for purveyors of banana pudding in the Philadelphia area and a scary day for married men as Darius Slay is leaving and Fletcher Cox is sticking around. Fletcher Cox signed to a one-year deal for $10 million. Darius Slay released with a post-June 1 designation. Zach, how are you? I'm excited for this podcast. Uh, doing well. Been a good day, long day. Um, and happy I get the ch- a chance to talk to the two of you tonight and our entire audience. Marissa, a, a bit of a uh, bit of a nervy day at the Dunn household, I would imagine. How are things going? Um, things are going good here. Um, obviously, you know, want to know what our future is going to hold. Um, but I have faith in the process, um, faith in uh how it's all gonna play out so yeah just trying to uh do my work over here uh lots of pods for me going on big big week uh on the free agency front for my podcast uh aaron Rodgers, obviously and all of that so yeah did you watch the aaron Rodgers thing zach i did uh part of it i my son was homesick from school today and uh my wife was at work so I I was don't want to expose him to that nonsense. Oh no, I had it on, but there were times when I was going over to to hang with him on like whatever the task I handed at, at that moment. Read like, wait a second, he paid like millions of dollars to do a thing he could have just done in his own house. Oh, you mean no? He did not. He didn't. Uh, he didn't ask about that. He didn't listen to. Did he say? He said. Did he say, Daddy? Why is he being? so uh dismissive of women no he he did not say that either say that? no no uh but this is a pro diana rossini podcast hmm. everyone say, should know that did he say absolutely uh, and ed this diana guy loves him some him. this guy loves him some him well respectfully i would i mean a lot of people were watching so i think a lot of people are interested in aaron Rodgers. it's like uh, it's like that song he's so vain he probably thinks this song is about him. Well, if the song is about him, how vain is he, right? Aaron Rodgers had a big chunk of the NFL world captivated, including the three of us. So we can't necessarily say that he thinks it's about him when literally we were tuning in to see what he had to say. I mean, it didn't have to be that way, though. I mean, it's because he enjoys he enjoys that. He, he wants it to be about him. That's a... It's not that he's misreading that it's about him. It's that he wants everything to be about his own drama. I think we are all part of the ecosystem that that supports it. Uh, if he didn't have an audience, he he might not be it. I think he enjoys playing to the audience here. But I I don't I I don't know Aaron Rodgers, uh, and I did. Well, I mean, I made the joke on Twitter only after I texted you guys. And, you know, it's like the old coach adage: you don't say something to the public. Well, you don't say to someone privately, right? That uh, it did remind me of our podcast where everyone was tuning in to find out where Aaron Rodgers was going. And he spent the first 20 minutes talking about how he spent the last week, right? So I I mean, it's like the Eagles uh, make a bunch of moves yesterday and we're talking about our birthday parties and we've talked about peeing standing up and sitting down. And so uh, even tonight, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers before we talk about Darius Slay. Hey, but it's like Cox. football related. You got to give us that. That is true. <laughs> yeah, that football players pee all the time. That is true. Uh, but but uh, Adam Schefter 
he got the he he showed he had the receipts right he he, he showed that text Aaron Rodgers did say it to him he said lose my number have yeah, you ever I, said that to anybody I mean I'm th- considering saying it right now <laughs> to me with all the Aaron Rodgers defending oh. that's going on has, has anyone ever said it to you lose my no. number how about you you made the joke that that was just uh your your dating life, I believe, is what you said. Um, yeah, no, uh, I've been ghosted before, but I haven't been told to lose my number. So interesting line. I, I imagine that's going to enter the lexicon of. I think a lot of people are going to use that now. Lose my number. I guess you're really giving Aaron Rodgers a lot of credit. Giving him credit? How so? I was. <laughs> you brought up the um. Offering uh, insight or opinion, right? We don't need to spend any more time on Aaron Rodgers. This is that's Agreed. this is this is letting him. This is letting the terrorist win. Okay, we don't. Agreed. I do think we have some some news. Um, ah, thank goodness. Eagles related news while we've been live this week. Um, Justina Anderson just tweeted. From what I'm hearing per source, it sounds like the Eagles are having a hard time letting go of Darius Light at this moment, and still wish they could keep him. Let's see if GM Howie Roseman can find another rabbit mm. in his hat, so to speak. No matter mm. what, it's a worthy attempt. Interesting. So I guess we could get into the slight Let's, discussion. A beautiful transition, uh, Marissa. <laughs> that's why. That's it. Yeah, they haven't announced it yet. That is You're such a good producer. Okay, let's get into this. Because word um, broke earlier today that they were going to release him, uh, that it was going to be a, a post-June 1 designation, which is a big difference on the eventual cap savings uh it's about three and a half million versus about 17 million however you don't get that extra 13 and a half million until june 1st so it's not like it opens up that money right away correct we talked yesterday about uh the james bradbury return you said declaratively that the eagles have the best cornerback tandem in the league now um i I literally did not say that because i mentioned the dolphins and i mentioned they have uh they have reportedly moved on from darius slay however it 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 did seem a little bit fishy enough that like the door was still left open. Even if they had released him with the post June one designation, they were going to survey the market. Slay was going to survey the market. The Eagles would maybe be, still be interested. Um, how do you feel about uh, the way things have gone today, Zach? And this, this new Josina report that, that they may be looking to bring him back. Well, you never say never until it actually happens. Right. And it hasn't crossed the wire yet to use that literal expression. Uh, we saw this comparably with Fletcher Cox last year, where there were a handful of machinations that occurred. Ultimately, I thought when it first surfaced, maybe they're really trying to put it an impetus for someone to trade him, right? Like, wow, the Eagles can actually do this. The league year is still X amount of hours away. Like, if you want Darius Slay and you don't want him to hit the open market, what time did, it, did this break? Uh, it broke this morning. Jeff Howell did it's a good about job. like eleven thirty or yeah, so. Yeah, the athletics. Jeff Howell was all over it. I had just so, I had just parked at the uh, grocery mar- grocery store. So yeah, so four and a half hours. So so basically, get your offers in at the next four and a half hours, or else he's going to hit the market. Correct. So I thought it might have been a situation like that, and you do see that where where teams float that they're going to release someone to try to to try to drum up a, a trade market. In the last Shaq minute. Mason the other day worked worked for them. And so then four o'clock hits and some other releases have have come out. The Ezekiel Elliott one comes out, right? The John Johnson one comes out, and this hasn't been yeah, announced. Boy. Uh so you're kind of operating under the I don't want to say the assumption, but you, you do keep it in the back of your mind. And, and Josina's a credible reporter. So uh for her to say that, clearly there's there's stuff going on behind the scenes here. Yeah, I, 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 I still figured that he would land elsewhere for the practical reasons that we mentioned last night. That are they going to carry two cornerbacks uh, north of thirty at this salary? It it didn't seem like something that was was uh, the direction they would go. Which is why I, which is why candidly, I thought James Bradbury would be elsewhere this season. I thought they would keep Slay and Bradbury would walk. Uh, when they kept Bradbury, 
I, 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 I was like, all right, maybe they can suck it up for a year. Like I, I said last night, but it didn't seem like a prudent way to go. So the post June 1st cut made sense. If they can get by from now to, to June 1st without needing that cap space. That said, if they can work out some type of contract situation to keep him here and it brings down the cap number and they get space, maybe that's the way to go. I just, uh, I still think this results in Darius Slay playing elsewhere next season. If, I mean, it would, it would obviously would depend on what the terms of the deal were. But if they bring back, if they were to re sign Darius Slay now, that would mean that the five most expensive contracts they've given out are to bring back guys who are going to be next year 30, 32, 33, 35, and 35. So you can't tell me that it, the sentimentality doesn't play a role. Now, obviously, you know, everything is about what are your options and what's the opportunity cost, right? Who, what else could they do at cornerback? Who knows how long a commitment would be? But I think for uh, like the perception from our eyes over the first 48 hours of free agency that Howie Roseman was approaching this differently than he did in the post-2017 time period, if that was the course that they took, it would be hard to say that he had like, you know, changed, changed his philosophy. Okay. I don't know. Right. Yeah. The only, I hear what you're saying and that's fair. The, I guess the slight pushback is other than Bradbury. Well, again, this slate thing's theoretical other than, than Bradbury, you're looking at everything as, as, as a one year thing. Right. So it's not, it's not your Alshon Jeffrey that's uh, true. commitment. Right. That's fair, so yeah. it's, it's basically it's guys who, you're signing them for a specific role for next year. And like Jason Kelsey, Jason Kelsey is better than the alternative they would have had. Brandon Graham at 6 million is better than, you know, a situational edge rusher there. We can have a, a legitimate conversation about the James Bradbury money. I mean, if they keep Slay and Bradbury, then I am more with you there. Uh, Fletcher Cox, I imagine we're going to devote a big chunk of yeah, let's show say, to let's that. Say Fletcher. Yeah, because that, 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 that might be market dependent too. Um, but, no, it's look, if if you bring back all the all these guys over 30 and that's where you spent your money, then that is it's it, it's a fair conversation to have. I think context does matter in some of those cases. Uh and they haven't everything's given, case by case, sure. Uh and they haven't given out the years, but the truth is, and this is where I do agree with you, is that in the NFL, every dollar in Every dollar that goes to one person is a dollar that's not going to somewhere else, right? It's it's not baseball. There's there's a finite amount of dollars you can spend here, and if you're giving that money to Jason Kelsey and to Brandon Graham and to Fletcher Cox, or, or let's take Kelsey out of it, if you're giving uh, Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox sixteen million dollars, that's sixteen million dollars you're not spreading around to two guys who are twenty five years old, right? And if you're giving Bradbury and Cox and Graham, X amount of dollars combined. That's X amount of dollars combined. You're not spreading around to four or five guys in that age range. So yeah, it is a fair conversation to have right now. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess it's hard to to talk about the slate thing now without knowing how things are going to play out. Um, I thought it was like an, I thought it was an, an interesting sign in just reading the. Uh, like the evolution of Howie Roseman as a GM this morning that they were moving on from Darius Slay. And so if that is not going to be the case, obviously we would, we would have to reconfigure our thoughts on that. Um, well, but, that too, I, I mean, I, I don't want to keep giving, well, I, 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 I will, I'll give Jake Rosenberg and Bryce Johnston credit in the Eagles front office. They're the ones dealing with this. And like I said last night, I only have a rudimentary understanding of, what they are doing cap wise, but it would seem that if if you're keeping all these guys, you need to open money somehow, right? There there needs to be, you know, they're they're right. I imagine there's a lane restructure here. I did the Jake Elliott restructure. You can have voidable years, but something needs to happen with Slay one way or the other. Either you're releasing Slay or you are uh you're you're restructuring Slay's deal. 
You're giving him a new deal at a lower number, but I can't see a way that Slay is back at that type of number. You would think, but we'll see. And obviously, you know, CJ Gardner Johnson lingers on the open market um, without a deal. Juan Thornhill signed for it looked like $7 million a year. Is that mm -hmm. right in Cleveland? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's another uh, domino in the safety market. I'm, I'm, uh, very curious why why Garner Johnson hasn't signed yet. Um, indications are, you know, reports are that the Eagles would like to to sign him to a long term deal. Who knows what that would look like? But um, like if it were to play out that Garner Johnson leaves and Slay returns, yeah, you know, then it's then all of a sudden it it is it does feel like 2018 redo. No, and and the, and that's a good point. And you also don't want to be in a situation where uh it's it's similar almost to i'm gonna rip on the flyers here right where the flyers make some deals that prohibit them from making other deals um if if uh if you thought Gardner, flyers. okay if you Except thought that, that bigot or traded for the okay. tried traded for the bigot <laughs> if you thought gardner johnson was was going to go for a certain number and you kind of proceeded elsewhere because because you thought Gardner Johnson was going to go for that number, then Gardner Johnson signed somewhere for a lower number than you thought, and if you had just waited it out, uh, it could have played out differently. So I'm I'm curious to see what happens with Gardner Johnson. I I I, I got to think the holdup here is is that he 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 wants a number that other that teams aren't paying him. That right. that's usually the read. Like we talked about last night, when it, when a guy's still on the market now. It's because they want more than what the market's paying. Sure. Yeah. And if it turns out that like all of this release, uh, like game of chicken, it leads to just like the expected restructure that we all thought was going to happen to open cap space anyway, then that's a different conversation too. So yeah. it's, it's tough to, it's tough to analyze this without knowing exactly how it's going to play out. So what John Clark just said is I believe Darius Slay wants to stay. I believe they are trying to see if they can find a way we will see. Mm. People want that banana pudding, man. <laughs> sure, sure do. I don't blame them. Okay. Marissa, are we a one or a two break? Uh, one break today. All right. Let's take a little break. We'll come back. We'll talk about Fletcher Cox returning to the Eagles on a one-year, $10 million deal. All right. Back on Birds with Friends, Bozak and Marissa. Uh, the tournament starts tomorrow. We've got the uh, the Birds with Friends bracket link yeah. in the uh, in the details on on youtube of the episode check that bad boy out you can win zach's um what was the brand I'm curious where you go with this what was the uh roan nope <laughs> what was the sponsor um athletic greens nope tommy uh, john tommy john <laughs> zach's tommy john's <laughs> <laughs> I actually never got sent the Tommy John's. You did. So, oh. yeah. They, well, you can have my Tommy John's if you're They're much more, Tommy John's much more interested in, in you pumping out underwear than they are me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, we said the winner can join us on the show. Yeah. And Zach said, well, maybe the second place person can because I'm going to win. He's going to win. So, lots of confidence. There's over 90 people in it already. So, make sure before, before 12 o'clock tomorrow, which is the Maryland Terrapins first the uh west virginia mountaineers so Those. big game to start off by the way game. that that's a famous larry bird story there i i i was just larry bird famously walked into yeah a it's a little contest. different it's not i know i i don't i'm not actually saying i'm, I'm gonna win i thought it was a funny line to say yeah. <laughs> it was a funny line to say okay you don't have yeah. to apologize you can okay. Okay. it's okay, okay to have confidence you puff that chest out bad yeah. boy well, I don't know who I'm competing against, right? I mean, if it was just against Bo, then I'd feel more confident. But oh, was... I love all it. All right, all right. Friendly <laughs> wager. Now we got to Now we got to go. Who who finishes better, me, me or you? Yes, definitely. Well, I mean, the, the I think Bo's got to understand the Nescax now in the NCAA tournament, right? So, uh... <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. Like. <laughs> He's saying like he knows more about you know. Yeah. That are in the he thinks he does, but that yeah. doesn't like you know that doesn't always play out in in your benefit. I don't follow like. You think Nelson I am offended for for uh, like fifteen year old me 
who spent <laughs> who, who did his own like one through 50 college basketball rankings every week and did a bracketology every year and beat Joe Lenardi, bent, ah, bent him over my yeah. knee and spanked him. I feel like young Bo and young Zach would have been so like fun together. Oh, I agree. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I hope 36 year old. Yeah, except Zach, I wasn't sitting on the bench. I was playing in the game. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, my team's won though. That's the thing. Yeah. You're talking about a, you're talking about you're talking to a state champ. You're talking to the number 10 baseball team in the country. Like yeah. you can look up USA Today archives, number 10 baseball team in the country. Like that's yeah, that's uh that's that's literally uh what we were ranked. So fire emojis tonight. I mean, I think I think my team this had is all part had, of the bracket smack talk. Had 14 guys who went on to play D1, uh multiple guys who who were you know, in the minors. So yeah, all of them, I, listen, all of them listening to the show, right? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they are loyal listeners. Yeah. Yeah. They have a lot of notes. Oh, the problem is that Zach's going to just, he, uh, the way that the way that Zach is usually wired is I think that he'll just pick chalk in every round. <laughs> well, so like, no, I, uh, they did have a better record. So I gotta, well, no. So it's funny you say that actually, it's funny you say that I was, uh, I, I I did my bracket on what was it Tuesday? We we did a show Monday. I said I hadn't filled it out. Right. Tuesday morning I did a bracket, and I picked Houston to win it all. Okay, mm. and uh, mm. I I was like, all right, this is a pick that a lot of people aren't going with here, you know, because the number one overall seeds Alabama, and and then people I, don't I trust I, Houston as a one yeah, seed and then I saw one. the odds on on uh, I'll I'll say BetMGM because they're our official sponsor, okay. um, and. Uh, Houston had the best odds to win the NCAA tournament. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So, really? yes. So, I had them losing pretty early. So, really? Right. Okay. And who? Yeah. I don't know. I, was, I, want to I guess you shouldn't give it away. Point. Yeah. You don't give it away. Yeah. yeah. You can't I did reveal see, who your I, champion is. I then... did see that. Uh, my, I, I did steal this from my friend uh, Greg Siegel growing up. In every NCAA tournament pool you enter, you, you name your bracket the answer key. And somebody already did that. I think it was uh, Justin Thind, DFOP. Justin, who covers Michigan State for us. So apparently he knows the same jokes. <laughs> yeah. So if you have not done it, make sure you get it. You know what I love, Zach? I love, a, I love a survive. I like a, I love an NCAA tournament survivor pool. Those are always fun. Oh, gotcha. Or yeah, like, I always uh, like or like, or like a, a, a bracket where there's incentive to pick up sets. You know, like you get like the points per seed or something like that. Oh, I, I I'm actually I'm I'm wired a little differently here than than you. I always laugh at the person who's like, who who picks all these upsets. So at the end of the first day, they're 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 high atop the standings and they're they're talking all this crap. And then yeah, fast forward two weekends later, and they got two people. They got two teams left in the Sweet Sixteen. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, because that's, that's not the way that the thing is scored. So you shouldn't do it that way. But if there if it exactly. was. Yeah. I mean, everybody like everybody enjoys the first two rounds of the tournament more, so maybe they should matter just as much, if not more. I I I wouldn't put it past you to create a scoring system that that uh, benefits <laughs> that. Yeah, I'm down to do that. Yeah. Okay. All right, Zach. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about Fletcher Cox. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fletcher Cox today, according to reports, resigning for a one-year, ten million dollar deal. Adam Shafter called it a hometown discount. Diana Rossini said the Jets were interested and offered a little bit more money. Um, a little, a little check in on on where that ranks with the defensive tackle market. Uh, a defensive tackle market that I think was um, more of a to steal a, a term you might use, uh, more of a bull market than other positions in free agency this year. You got Javon Hargrave who signed for four eighty four. You've got uh, Draymond Jones, who signed for 351. Dayron Payne, obviously, uh, had a big money deal, four for 90. Dalvin Tomlinson, four for 57. Zach Allen, three for 46. David Anyamada, three for 35. Uh, even Sheldon Rankins, one for 10 and a half, a little bit more than Fletcher Cox. Roy Robertson Harris, three for 30. Uh, Larry Ogan Joby, three for 22, so actually a little bit less. Um, I guess those are all the, so, so he comes in at about the, uh, eighth or ninth highest paid defensive tackle in this market by average annual value, not by guarantee, because uh, I'm not sure all, all the guarantee numbers there, but it's, it's a very reasonable deal for the Eagles. 
And so uh, I find it I find it uh, much different than last year's version yes. when they paid him $14 million coming off the worst season of his career um, after having released him. And there seemed like there were other options exactly. available at the time. Uh, this time, with all of the departed snaps that they had slated for free agency, uh, obviously Javon Hargrave being one of them, and Dominican Sue and Linval Joseph as well. Uh, given the other options that were available to them, I think this is totally reasonable. Um, and I get that there is maybe some fatigue with the continued re-signing of, of Fletcher Cox in particular, but also these guys. But uh, I think relative to their options, it was either this or you go really cheap. And like, for instance, the Saints signed uh, Colin Saunders and Nathan Shepard, both of them, for $5 million a year, basically. So you could have had both of those guys. You could have had one of those guys and spent $5 million in a different position, obviously. But at defensive tackle, where you have Milton Williams, who you, who, who you are excited about and think that he can play a bigger role, Jordan Davis, who you are hoping can play a bigger role and an expanded role in passing downs, but that's it. Exactly. I think it's, I think it's uh, I think it's a pretty reasonable move. Yeah, I, I think you summed it up well. There, what I would add to it is there are certain positions where the Eagles would feel comfortable waiting, right? Wait it out, see right. how things develop, and they've done that at, at cornerback and linebacker and running back. Uh, and that is where those are the positions where like the, there are guys available in, exactly. in May. Exactly, the Eagles don't do that with the defensive line. They don't do that with the offensive line either. Um, they 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 want to they want to have pass rushing certainty from the interior and or at, at least as much certainty as as they can get. And you outlined it really well there. There just weren't good options, especially after you know those top three guys: Hargrave, Zach Allen, Draymond Jones. Okay, those were the top three at that position. Once those guys were off the market. And we talked about this. Where is this defensive tackle? I think we said it yesterday, come? right? This is seemed, yeah. seemed likely. Yeah, Cox was the best option. Now you, now we can we we can quibble about the number, but 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 that's what the number was going to be. I think the number is totally fine. Exactly. So, yeah. So look, I I don't think they're better at defensive tackle right now. They're really counting on obviously they're counting on Fletcher Cox being productive. Number one. But they're really counting on Milton Williams and Jordan Davis providing more than they did last year. Javon Hargrave was a premier player. He's being paid like that, $21 million a year player, right? So once so once you leave Har I'm sorry, once you lose Hargrave, where do you go from there? I think that maybe if you have a do-over here, do you pay more for Zach Allen? It's a fair conversation. Zach Allen really got paid. So you got to be confident. Not just that Zach Allen's like. Uh, I mean, he got, he got, he's, he's making fifteen a year. Exactly. So you got to be confident that he's fifteen million dollar a year player, and you're giving it. And and it, it's it's not just one year. I mean, there are there are are decent defense tackles who could hit the open, or I shouldn't say I should say better than decent. There are good defense tackles that could potentially hit the market next year, right? If you look at that draft class uh, from twenty nineteen, uh, guys who are playing on their fifth year options this year, Ed Oliver. Jeffrey Simmons, right? There are there are guys who, who, if they're not tagged, could hit the market and make a lot of money. Uh, that uh, that maybe the Eagles go back into the market next year. If Fletcher they're really Cox, good, they're going to get tagged, right? Sure, yeah, you would imagine so. Um, Fletcher Cox is, is in a spot here where where um, at you know it's it's a one year deal, like we said at the top of the show. They're paying him to rush the quarterback this year. That's that's what they need from him. And so is it it's not the outcome I expected. I thought this was gonna be Fletcher Cox's last year. I thought that of the players the Eagles would keep, Hargrave would be high atop the list because of the way they prioritize defensive tackle. Uh so I, I think they 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 may do with what was on the market, but you outlined it well. It was a unattractive group on the market. Now, I mean it's starting Yesterday, this seemed like their best option available. We don't know how involved they were in, you know, Draymond Jones or, or Zach Allen if they yep. were willing to uh, to pay those guys. And, you know, would you rather have paid an extra $5 million for Zach Allen this year um, and taken a, a, a cornerback 
lesser than James Bradbury if that was the if that was the math or uh or would you or you know if you borrow from whoever you're going to sign at safety I don't know I I might I might would rather have well, that well, uh, but I don't I don't know what what options they had available to them Yeah so I mean I, I would mean, rather have I would rather have the Zach Allen contract I think than the than the Fletcher Cox contract I mean, I'll say this, and I mean, just based on age and tra- and trajectory, I would rather have Zach Allen and Byron Murphy right now than than Fletcher Cox and James Bradbury. Like, I would probably trade Cox and Bradbury for Murphy and Allen. I would, I would rather have a twenty-five and a twenty-six-year-old. Sure. Now, it doesn't quite work uh, the math, right? It's not quite equal. I mean, but. Allen was fifteen million a year, and Murphy was. 11 was, no was i mean I, I i think it was two years 17 right so oh, I, really? I think eight and okay. a half the, and he's then, got that he had that back injury i wonder if okay. i wonder if the back is fakakta it's one of those it's i think it's like two years 17 and a half up to 22 million though okay right okay. when you see the up to but uh yeah so it's it's not totally apples for apples but but there's also the point like would you rather have two guys who were on a super bowl defense last year or two guys on arizona's defense last sure. year Right, like, are you and really two guys who to... you know, but that's yeah. the problem. Like, there is there is this familiarity bias um, that every team has. That's why you see every team in the league like signing players from their own division. Sure, uh, which exactly. is another pet peeve. But, um, yeah. I, in in terms of the grand scheme of everything they've done so far, like ending up with Fletcher Cox back at at this number is is a little bit underwhelming, but in the uh, siloed analysis of what they could have done at defensive tackle today, I think it's, I think it's totally reasonable. And, you know, there's a reason why the Eagles acted quickly uh, last year. And, and, and like, I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way, but for as big a game as, as how he talks in terms of like, you guys think everything happens the first week of free agency and, you know, you got to be patient. You can always wait. They, they don't believe that on the on the defensive line. Like mm-hmm. they they don't want to see well what could happen in the draft or who comes available after the draft. And the reason for that is because there's there's far more demand than there is supply of defensive tackles. Whereas, as you said at the top of the segment, linebackers and corners, there are guys like that hanging around more. I mean, part of that is uh, you know physiological. Like there's the, the body types. There's, there's, there, there are fewer, you know, six, three, 320 pound guys who can run on this earth. than there are, you know, six foot, 200 pound guys who can run. Um, so it stands in, you know, that's why big guys go higher in the draft. Right. Uh, but the Eagles aren't patient at defensive tackle. They, they were quick to sign guy. They were quick to sign Cox last year because they wanted to have that type of certainty. And I think they, they did the same this year. And there is like there is uh, a conversation that could be had. Well, could you have waited to see what happens with Jalen Carter on draft night? Right. Like, like, could that could you have waited to see who your first round pick is? And then who is, you know, last year they signed to end Dominican Sue and Linval Joseph during the season. Could you have signed one of those types of veterans after the draft and and gone from there? But they would much rather have the certainty of Fletcher Cox. And I, I get it in that regard. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it makes sense. And it's also, when you're talking about a guy who is going to be 33 next season, he has been extremely durable um, throughout his entire career. I think he's missed four games Mm -hmm. in 11 seasons. One of them being the, uh, you know, one of the, one of the end of season games that didn't matter. Um, he, you know, he, he didn't miss a game last year. I think, I mean, you can count on him theoretically being out there. Um, I think it's reasonable. I also think that I also think they might still add another, like very like close to a minimum guy at the position because they still like they still need bodies there. Um, I mean, you know, Marlon Tui Pelotu is coming back from injury, but um, you you don't want to have to rely on a first or second round pick necessarily there. Um, I mean, if I think I think they would like Jalen Carter, we can if we can talk about the pro day thing if you want. But there's also like, would you really want all three of your defensive tackles on this like all their contracts coming up at the same time? 
uh, if you've got Milton Williams and Jordan, now Jordan Davis is an extra year because he's, he would have the fifth year option. And then who knows who this guy is, but um, that's maybe not perfectly ideal. Um, I don't know. I think, I, you know, you and I did in the, in the flu world order, we both had him at number seven because I think we yeah. foresaw that we, we both said if, if Hargrave leaves, they're probably going to bring back Fletcher Cox. And yeah. It makes sense. And, and to add to that, th there's also a part of this, you know, where, we like to say the Eagles can get attached to their own players, but sometimes in the media, you uh, we can like overly scrutinize the players that we cover. In that, if they sign someone from a different team who had seven sacks last year, who you know on on your uh, you had that great chart in in the shopping list in the, in the free agent shopping list, Fletcher Cox has a better QB hit rate than Draymond Jones and Dalvin Tomlinson. Um, Sheldon Rankins, like a, a, a guys who were getting signed for more money than 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 Cox was, you would say like ten million dollars for someone uh, with his skill set coming off of a seven sack season. Yeah, that's that's a good signing to make, right? So I think sometimes like we can be overly overly dependent on the on on having seen these guys so much. I had no idea, Zach. We didn't play the game tonight. I had no idea that Steve Alford was the Nevada coach. Ah, okay. Yeah, no. I don't have that game on. I, I still have NFL Network on. No, in my Yeah, I got to change that. Yep. Uh, Jeff Howe of The Athletic says, plot twist. After informing Darius Slay of an impending release, the Eagles are working to find a way to keep their cornerback per source. Nothing final just yet. So, similar to uh, Josina's report, oh, but yep. the, uh, the smoke continues. It reminds me of um, uh, the first... 72 hours of Jane's life um, oh. when she had not pooped yet. Oh, okay. um, and this was a big red flag. Like we were like, we, Rachel and I were very concerned. Um, and, uh, but she was, she was tooting as we say. Yep. And uh, we had a, we had a, a very nice uh, nurse who came in and, and, and this is one of the, this is one of my few sayings. This is one that I've got. Uh, uh, you've got like thousands, Zach, I've got like four. Mm -hmm. But she, we, we said that she hadn't pooped yet, and she, she asked if she was, if she was tooting. We said yes, and she goes, uh, "Where there to smoke, that is fire." There you go. And she was I, right. Eventually, I, it came. I, I actually think Reed had 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 the same had the same thing going on there, and I, uh, and at the hospital, they 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 showed me like a a certain massage technique for the oh um, interesting okay yeah so i had to do that and then emily was concerned i was using too much force right <laughs> right like she's like yo he doesn't have abs yet what are you and i'm like i'm just doing what the nurse told me to do so it was it was like our first uh you're like it was our first it was our first parenting fight was was uh <laughs> was like how much force do i use to try to get him to take a you know take a deuce so yeah I'm gonna make sure Michael's listening to all of this. <laughs> yeah, Michael's an yeah, offensive lineman. We were very, worried. We were very worried. Yeah, yeah. Michael is very worried. Did you change the first diaper? Because they say that, like, usually, Dad is I, responsible for changing the first diaper. I think. Because, I think yeah. probably so. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. The 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 the, uh, the yeah, woman I, has just gone yeah. through like a major health event. I think. Yeah. I think that's the least you could do. Yeah. yeah. I got a lot of anecdotes about those, but uh, but I will. I will save those for another day. Okay. Uh, okay. Anything else that we need to talk about, Eagles wise? Like we got a, we got a shot to keep this one under an hour. Yeah, real quick, Miles. Uh, whoa. Oh yeah. Uh, Miles Sanders Miles goes Sanders. to Carolina. Mm -hmm. uh, a a, a four-year deal. I see the the numbers are coming out now. Twenty-five million. Um, Garoppolo so just tweeted uh, thirteen million guaranteed for Miles. Wow. Okay. Okay, that's not bad for him. So I him. think from from like a landing spot perspective, this is this is a really good landing spot in that they don't have a starting running back. I think Hubbard's the only other guy. Who, you know they they don't have you know uh, they did not resign Foreman, right? So yeah, my starting running back. <laughs> yeah, Deuce Daly uh, was a big part of drafting him in Philly. Deuce Daly really liked him in that 2019 draft. Uh, they have a decent offensive line. Right, I, I mean, they had a group that they were happy with late last year. That was a big part of the of the of the running success. I, I actually think, um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Frank Wright kept their offensive line coach uh, from last season. Um, 
you know, that uh, they they have a they'll have a, a rookie quarterback in there. I'm presuming a quarterback who can move a bit. Uh, so there are conditions here that seem pretty good for Miles. So good for Miles. And I still think the Eagles played that the right way. And I also think this these few days shows you like this is evidence of where the Eagles' priorities are. They what did they spend on? They they spent on their pass on their on their pass rush. They spent on their offensive line. They spent on their corners. They haven't spent on linebacker. They haven't spent on running back. Right? Like they they let their running back and linebacker go. And even for older guys, they'll spend on the lines of scrimmage and in the passing game. What who who is your um Aside from C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who are you most surprised from the Eagles who has not signed yet? Isaac, for sure. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because guards are going. Yeah. And they're yeah, getting paid decently well. Maybe he wants to play with Michael. Yeah. Maybe they're maybe. a package deal. Yeah. I was, I was, I actually said that to Michael today. Like, did I miss that? Like, where did Isaac go? And he's like, I don't think he signed anywhere yet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, this sounds bad. I know this didn't happen, but I can see Isaac like not even, like uh, not answering his phone. You he know? forgot free agency started. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you know, like the, in the guys, draft. Why is the everyone draft, calling like, me? They're just bothering me. <laughs> exactly. The yeah. that's, that's what I was going to say. Like, oh man, you know, I can't. I, uh, I leave me alone. <laughs> exactly. It's like the stories you hear where. They can't, they're not going to draft the guy unless they actually get him on the phone. Right. You know, teams have these offers and Isaac's just not answering the phone. So it wouldn't, uh, I mean, to, to go back to Bo's story, that that would kind of fit character. Mm. Obviously, that's not happening. Um, quarterback, Jacoby Brissett signed today with the commanders. So there goes that option for the Eagles. Um, there's nothing really else to say there, but you think he's, yeah. he's going to win that job? You, are you scared of Jacoby <laughs> Brissett? My goodness, like Jacoby Brissett, all the power to him. He's a guy you like to have as your backup. If he's competing for your starting job, or if 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 he's signed to put pressure on, I don't know. The, the Washington situation befuddles me, and this is why. All year last year, they didn't want to go to Sam Howell. All right, they, they, they did not want to go to him. Then they they start him in Week 18. Okay, he plays fine, right? And yeah, then all of a sudden, he's, he's your guy. Fine. He wasn't even that good. He's he's your guy going into the year. You you went with Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke throughout the season. You go with Sam Howell in, in week 18. And then he's the guy, you know, and then it's like, well, we'll bring in Jacoby to push him. But, man, that's a team that, that uh, unless they're going to draft somebody, I don't get what – I don't get what they're doing unless, unless it's just one of these things where all the coaches are, are, are going to get paid this year. And they're going to be in the mix for Caleb Williams, who's a D.C. guy, by the way, Gonzaga High School in D.C., or Drake May. And they'll have a new owner next year, you know, with the number one pick, right? Like, I, I don't understand how they would go. And Sam Howell might prove me wrong here, but uh, it just seemed if they really liked Sam Howell, at some point last year, they should have given him their opportunity. People are saying in the chat, Sam Howell was their number one QB last draft. If that's the case... Why did they well, spend all that the time with Taylor round. Heineke? Well, then why did they take him in the fifth round? Yeah. Give me a break. I mean, was Taylor Heineke so good? Or like when Is they that your went boy back... Jason again? <laughs> uh, 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 when they went back to, to to Carson, why wouldn't they just go to Sam Howell in that case? You know? The 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 Colts at, at, at least went to uh, – uh, yeah, they, they went down to the third stringer there just to – uh, to what Sam Ellinger was it right? Like just to see who else was there. Um, so yeah, I don't get it. I I don't get what the commanders are doing. Well, I mean, they're just being they they can't do anything until they figure out who the owner is going to be, right? So they're just held hostage by that. Like otherwise, they could have fired Ron Rivera. I mean, yeah, but they gave this huge contract to Payne. So yeah, I, but- I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's that a team. That, boy, is that guy a pain? To me, that's a team. That's a team that that just like just guarantee, just guarantee Lamar Jackson the money, right? Just just sign him right now. Like, what's the worst that could happen if you're Washington? Yeah. I mean, I of course, you know, the NFL has this clause where they would need to have 
the, the two hundred fifty million dollars yeah. or whatever to put in the escrow. So I don't know what. Anyway. I don't know what's 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 what Snyder's cash situation is, but I imagine that that's that's something that that could typically come up. All right. I'm kind of like I'm kind of hoping we're gonna get like Slay or Brad or or Gardner Johnson news like in these next five minutes, but otherwise I don't know what else we have to talk about. Um, yeah. I was you know what I was thinking about Zach. I was thinking about our discussion about that terrible movie, You People. <laughs> okay. Uh, and your defense of it. Um, My defense what, of it being that like it was just entertaining for ninety minutes, and I'm not trying. Yeah. I mean, you're one of the and and correct me if I'm well. I'm sorry. Go on with your point. And then, well, here's and then I'll what I, here's here's how I want you to try to think about it. Okay. Imagine imagine that like, um, someone sent you like, oh, this article was great to read, and it was like the laziest. It was like it was like someone who got paid a lot of money, but it was the laziest. Like, uh, it was like just a listicle, and there were typos all over the place. And like, and like it wasn't formatted correctly. Wouldn't you be offended? Like because don't don't it's not it's not that it's not that the movie what itself was. It's just like there were so many. It, it was like fundamentally flawed from like the 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 uh, very baseline of what is the craft of the job. I, I don't. I guess don't you don't you aren't you an artist? Don't you want to appreciate the art? I would say that no, from that perspective, no. The same way, you know, I I remember uh, I loved Bill Simmons in like middle school and high school. Uh, I, I read all his stuff, and there was this this like old school reporter thing. Oh, you can't do running diaries and to me. No, it's entertaining, right? You know. So that's different. point being, yeah, no, no. The 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 film the, the the movie entertained me, and and this is where I'll push back on you. Okay, the Academy Awards were the other night, and I didn't watch them. But every year, you know, every year it seems like these movies that win the Academy and 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 granted, I, I might be speaking out of turn this year because I I haven't watched it. But these movies that win like Best Picture, they're they're sometimes like brutal to sit through. Am I yeah, wrong? Whereas, whereas I, like I, if there's a movie I, I, that's, that's funny, I can enjoy yeah. a lowbrow movie too. I just want it. I just want it to not be like full of typos and incorrect facts and uh i just want it to be edited i don't know i mean were you not entertained for for, for 90 minutes it was fine so that's what i'm saying like, like when i sit down thing. and i watch it i'm entertained for 90 minutes that's that's all i'm doing i'm not trying to some of these but i just like you are movies. a man who cares about your job so much sure, you should okay. you should care about people who appreciate craft well everything's like everything is is different in in that regard it's it's like everyone has a, has a different level of appreciation and i'll i guess this is the comparison that i'll give okay uh if you give me wine i can't tell the difference between like a, a hundred dollar bottle and a ten dollar bottle to the point that and we last we went to napa you know early in our relationship and and like i you know the, the person was like trying to explain this to me and I was like, I, you know, I'm, I'm actually driving today. I, I can't really, <laughs> you know, they want, I, I can't sample all these wines. I, I don't know. I don't appreciate wine. Okay. I clearly don't appreciate filmmaking the way you do. What I just I, don't think that the, the, the leap from, from writing to like movies is that large. It's not like wine. It's well, to it's me, like under the same umbrella, sort of. So I, I it's storytelling. No, so poor grammar would be like if 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 the grammar doesn't make sense, that would be like if uh, if in the movie they just um, I don't know, just certain scenes just like the words stop. like well, yes, that's basically no. what happens. No, no, movie. you're. It seems you're more upset with the structure of it, like the. No, I'm. I'm I was like there are there are scenes where like the the coverage shot doesn't match the word, like the the dialogue. What does that itself. mean? What does that mean? The cover. So, like, shot I'm talking to you, and then it goes yeah. to a shot of the back of my head, right? But I'm still talking, and like, what I'm doing doesn't match the words <laughs> okay. that I'm saying. I didn't notice that. I I did not notice that. Um, yeah, look, I it just I'm not. 
I'm and there are like concerning. there are things that are um like like characters who are in, introduced and never followed through on like like there are these parentheses that are never closed okay. I, again i didn't put that much thought into it <laughs> i sat down and we and i were looking for something to watch okay uh i i um i like some of the characters in it you know eddie murphy makes me laugh uh jonah hill makes me laugh uh and i'm like you know a joy lois dreyfus i i always enjoy her so so yeah so i see this it's a it's a concept i can get behind um and so yeah i just i just watched it for the entertainment value of it that is that is all uh and Mm. there were a few scenes there that, that that really made me laugh you know when when he was sitting down for dinner um with his with his future in-laws i'm a sucker for like the husband meeting the future in-laws it, you know if you can the cringe you like you know, meet the parents you like i meet the parents oh yeah love to meet the parents yeah. exactly and if you told me that in the meet the parents scene with ben stiller and robert de niro that the camera angle wasn't the right camera angle, I but would it say. wouldn't have because it's a, it was a professionally made movie and that's my yeah. beef is that it, this is this is like the uh this is what is like what people complain about is wrong with movies, movie making these days is because this movie is like rushed to get out on Netflix to be pushed yeah. out. They give all the money to the like the the three main the four main stars and they don't spend any time or care on the actual like editing of the movie. Okay, yeah. I I, like, I things are just out of focus in the movie. I think that was actually the device they were using. No. <laughs> No, okay. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that I, I don't know. I thought it was funny. I'm not saying it's the it best was slapdash. <laughs> I feel like I have to go back and rewatch this because yeah. I don't remember. I mean, I fell asleep, like I said, so I don't know if that's a good sign, but I don't remember it being what Bo said either. I'm more on Zach's page here. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Michael's, I, I'm, I would, I'm, I'm happy to watch, uh, a lowbrow comedy. That's great. I just I, mean, I just it, want the the basic just like just the baseline level of care about the job. Even lowbrow is like an offensive term, you know, in in that regard. Yeah, you know, what makes so. it lowbrow? What what makes it low like what makes something highbrow versus lowbrow? Right? I'm, the height of the brow. <laughs> well, then I'm lowbrow with everything, right? Um, <laughs> So uh, yeah, I look. I I uh, there's certain movies that that I enjoy that you don't. This is there's certain TV. I I love the West Wing. You're not a West Wing guy, okay? Yeah, um, that's totally different. I'm happy to I'm I'm happy to uh, okay appreciate the West Wing on your behalf. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was really hoping we were going to get a signing there. All we got was PJ Walker to the Bears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there goes another backup quarterback. Yeah. So who do you who do you think lands with the Eagles now? If you guys had to make a prediction, backup QB. I'm still going Mariota. Mariota. Okay. Uh, since I'm already covered on the Mariota front <laughs> with that headline, and Zach has said Mariota, I will go with uh, Minshew returns. Mm. Okay. I think everyone's going to return. They're going to, they're going to call up the Niners. They're going to trade for Javon Hargrave. Uh, Run it back, right? Yeah. Run it back. I, oh, you know right, what? This, uh, this is. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I do want to ask you real quick here because we mentioned it in passing. There's one other um, thing we should talk about. Go ahead. The Jalen Carter pro day today was mm-hmm. was by all accounts like a horrible pro day. And for let's let's just put aside the very serious right. Um, yeah, I mean, very horrible the tragedy that he was involved in. Okay, right? Because allegedly involved in there, there's there's simply things we don't. Well, yeah, that that he's been charged with a misdemeanor in in the so uh, because I don't know enough details there from a purely football. We're not going to do it. We're not going to make it under an hour. Okay, from a purely football perspective, right? Would anything that happened in his pro day worry you? Like to me, I mean, if you thought, you know, I, I heard, I, I, I went to sleep last night watching, um, the Jason Kelsey, uh, Daniel Jeremiah interview, mm-hmm. uh, 
And actually, actually, Emily's like, what are you laughing at? There was, there were some great moments. It was with, a good interview. Uh, yeah. But the, uh, uh, before that, Jason and Travis, <laughs> when I was cracking up when they were talking about um, the Wonderlick and, uh, and like time's up and they're trying to figure out is plane A and plane B. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I was laughing out, out loud with that. But when Daniel Jeremiah said that they put their board together, in December to remind them that like, this is what you had when you base it entirely on film. Okay. Uh, if, if, if Jalen Carter came out of the season as like the top player in the draft. All right. And he was so dominant when you watched him play uh, nothing physically that happens, like there can be off the field stuff and that that's very real to discuss, but nothing physically that occurs in a pro day in a combine would dissuade me from what you just saw these past few years when he was dominant on film. Well, I think you would want an answer to the question, why did you gain eight pounds since the combine? And and like he's he's obviously got other things going on, but yeah. there are there are there are uh there are things that could come up in a combine that you would want answers. You you would want answers to like why that is happening, at least to understand the person, yeah. I think. But Obviously, I'm, we're talking about a very small portion of turkeys relative to what the turkeys of the of the film tells you. I mean, I've I've never been charged with something before, but when I'm under like stress, uh, I I I can nibble on whatever's around, you know. Like I'm, I, I mean, I, I can do that when I'm not under stress. Like I could do that with yeah, the best of them. Yeah, one of the things so, I'm I'm a I'm an elite eat and so, eat whatever's around yeah. kind of guy. And, and, and I'm, I'm also the kind of guy who like, if I'm waiting for someone to email me back for like an important email, then it's like the only thing that's on my mind in that case. I imagine if I have a very serious thing going on in my life, I'm probably not as focused on, on like training for my pro day. But um, then you probably just shouldn't have worked out, right? Maybe you got bad okay. advice to do that. Yeah. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just think like he was such a good player. He was such a good player. Are you really going to be worried about how he is in his like three cone drill or whatever? I I think it's just a question that you would want to ask. That's all. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you're the Eagles, I don't think it's me. Yeah, it's probably not going to move the needle too much. But if you're the Eagles, this is probably a good outcome. If if you're satisfied with hmm. you know, enough off the field, like let this guy drop. Um, you know, it's it's like Lashawn McCoy was in. You know, I, I heard Howie Roseman actually on. Uh, um, I forget which one he was doing, but where LaShawn McCoy, and he's talked about the story before, LaShawn was sick uh, at the combine and like coughing all over the place. And that's that's partly why LaShawn dropped in the draft that year. Hmm. So. Uh, the last thing I wanted to go over, because we, we did have some clarifying questions about it, on just on the comp pick front, mm-hmm. um, remember you can only get four. Four is the max that you can get. And right now it would look like Javon Hargraves is probably a third round. Um, and then uh, TJ Edwards, Marcus Epps, and Miles Sanders now, I think would all be yep. sixth. Uh, and the Eagles haven't signed anybody who would cancel any of those out. Um, if CJ Gardner Johnson signs elsewhere, you're probably looking at a, a, a fourth or fifth potentially. And we would we could see what Isaac Sayamalu's deal is. Yep. His would probably qualify. So uh, the Eagles are probably going to get their four. Yeah. They might end up, you know, it's possible they end up just being a third and three sixths. We'll see if they sign anybody else who qualifies, but um, they're in, they seem in fine shape. Although I think re-signing Bradbury, not that this is a reason to not re-sign him, but that, yeah. that took away probably one that could have been a, a fourth probably. Good point. And um, to, uh, to supplement that in addition uh, because this question came up last week when the compics came out. The four is the max you can get based on players coming in and out. Uh, you get a di- you can get additional compics mm-hmm. um, for minority coaches or minority executives being hired. So that's why you see San Francisco have so many compics, for instance, um, because those are in addition to free agent picks. There you go. All right. Well, we've crossed the hour mark. We can finally end this podcast. I thought, you know, we were at the 40-minute mark. How are we going to? Let's end this bad boy, but here we are. Sign up for our bracket challenge. And uh, and also, uh, 
I will put my objectivity aside for this one free agent, which is we should all monitor the Michael Dunn market as well. <laughs> Right, because I, and Zach I think, doesn't do that for anybody. So. No, no, but <laughs> I I will freely admit, and actually, if I ever had to write about Michael Dunn professionally, I would probably put it in parentheses for full disclosure. Uh, <laughs> his his wife is my producer and my friend, so therefore, <laughs> I, I need to establish that at the top. I appreciate that, yeah. Zach. Yes, I'm excited to see what you know the next, who knows, however many days holds and go from there. You know, it's a crazy journey, but it's fun. Wouldn't change it for anything. So. Zach, without, uh, let's say, let's say every team in the league offered Michael Dunn the same amount of money. They all mm -hmm. offered him 40 million. <laughs> Which team would you want to see the Dunn's mm, play for? Good question. Where would you like to see them move? What the organization the would you like to see them play for? The Jets or the Giants? Because the Dunn's are in New York. Oh, I'm sorry, in New Jersey. And so, yeah, they're nearby. That's what. Okay. That's what Probably the Jets because you don't want to you don't want to have to be playing against. True. I guess we get. I think it'd be better to see Michael Dunn twice a year. That'd be good. True. Yeah. yeah. And then I would say the Commanders slash. Um, no, no, slash I wouldn't wish the Commanders on anybody. How dare you? <laughs> well, his parents oh, are there. No. Uh, uh, True. Uh, yeah, and then the Baltimore. other team, I would say. Baltimore. Okay, Baltimore. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, the Ravens. And then the other team, I would say, is the Patriots because I imagine that's like a childhood dream. Oh uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. That's he good. might feel like too nervous. Like Mr. Yeah. Belichick. <laughs> but the, oh, nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice to meet you, coach. But the true answer, but the true answer is whoever whoever gives him the best opportunity. Exactly. See, baby. Football yeah. or financially, right? Yes. That's I mean, what I tell football. him too. Yeah. He keeps asking me where would you know, and I'm like, wherever whatever's the best yeah. opportunity for you, whatever your agent negotiates yeah. the best or does the best for you, I will be happy to be there supporting you. And it's, it's, it's not, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for him, but like, it's, it's not just financially, like in the situation he's in, it right. could be football situation, right? Because oh, totally 100%. the third contract, well, I mean, he's had enough contracts, not the third contract, yeah. but, the, but, <laughs> but, God knows how many but yeah, but if, if there's an opportunity to start somewhere, uh, then, and you play well, then the next contract is, is when you really cash in. So like, there's, there's times when you gamble on yourself because of the opportunity. And totally. As Daryl Morey what, says, opportunity is not a lengthy visitor. So. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of guys go through during this time period. It's like taking, you know, a chance on yourself and an opportunity that is the best maybe on the field, but not financially um, because you think it will pay off in the end. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. Not sure, but excited to see. I think, Marissa, I think you should break the news. It when it happens, yeah. yeah, that's what I said. I actually said that to him. I was like, "Can I tweet it?" I think whenever? you should be the one to tweet it. Yeah. I think he yeah. said no. I I don't I don't know. He might have not answered the, that question, but I don't think he was like all about that. I was like, I could say source, like me or source, mm. you know, my husband or like I don't know. Um, but I don't I don't remember if he gave me an answer to that. Well, so TBD. I'll I'll, I'll be back to you on that one. <laughs> Well, not to pump up Aaron Rodgers, but one thing I did like that he said is that uh, I speak for myself, right? No, he said I speak for myself, which I, which I like. You don't need, you know, source, source, source. Like you can, you can speak for yourself, right? Oh, so uh, laundry is done. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. Ready to march into the Revolutionary the, War. It's yeah. like a cute jingle, but it's also like, oh, I gotta get up and fold yeah, the clothes yeah. now. So, yeah. Yeah, I was tuning out because Zach was uh, caping for Aaron Rodgers again. So I wasn't caping for Aaron Rodgers. I was saying I, I like when people speak for themselves, right? So Okay. All right. Well, that'll do it. Another big day for the Eagles. Uh, we will uh, not necessarily be back tomorrow. I mean, it's tournament day. Everybody's got other stuff going on. Yeah. But if, uh, if big news warrants, we will return. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's... Zach Berman, named general manager, and the Goodbye Podcast. <laughs> I mean, That'd be fun. The BGM? Would you give us? Would you give us scoops? I, I mean, well, I have a professional obligation. But I, 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 I would give you That's scoops. A no. no, no, no. I would give. I would. I would definitely give information to the local guys before mm. the national people. Yeah, okay. absolutely. You would talk to me on background. You, you would help inform my understanding of what's going on. Yeah, I I would actually speak. I would speak on the record. Like I would. Mm. I wouldn't be afraid of my own voice. Yeah, I I would. 
if you're the gem, yeah, I, I would speak and, and I would, uh, I would say <laughs> there's actually, uh, there was one time, like I was being, uh, someone wanted to do, or they want to talk to me for something. And, uh, and they're like, uh, I'll, I'll quote you as like a source. And I was like, no, I, I, you can put my name to it. Right. If I say <laughs> something, I put my name to it. Yeah. It was actually, it was, it was, um, it was, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm this was a long time ago. I, I, I don't want to say it cause I, I don't want to uh, dime anyone else out, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a long time ago. Mm. All right. No diamond out. All right. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. That'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. For Marissa and Zach and Jason, I'm Bo. We appreciate you listening and watching. We'll talk to you later. And as always, we love you. Bye.